Come on, somebody say passion. All right, man, what a great time we had last week as we began that series. We are in our 21 days of prayer, and uh, it's happening, and it has, uh, man, been a great first week into this. If uh, you're new to 21 days of prayer, uh, I encourage you to kind of jump in right here with us. We have uh, our prayer rallies that are happening on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock right here at the church. And then Saturday mornings had one yesterday at 10 a.m. Man, both times were uh, just absolutely powerful. And so I just encourage you, get out to these. This is something that's going to help fuel your life. And uh, if prayer is a struggle in your life, can I just tell you, you need to get around people that are praying. All right, and, 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 and I've always just kind of said prayer is more caught than it is taught oftentimes. And so I just encourage you and we just invite you to join us in our prayer rallies. And, man, we're just seeing God do uh, some incredible things. We're excited about the fall. Fall is always our biggest growth season as a church. And so we're just getting prepared for the fall as well. And uh, prayer is a massive part. It's not just uh, what we do, it's who we are. And so this church was birthed in prayer. And so I just invite you to join with us. A couple things just so you know. If you're new to prayer and, uh, and also fasting, different ones I know have told me they're fasting during this time, which I think is great. We have prayer and fasting guides that are actually right out these doors to my right and right before you head out to the parking lot is our hub area, and you can pick up uh, one of these, all right, and our team will get that to you. And then also there's some wristbands, uh, the one that I'm wearing that just say pray first, all right, and so that's just part of our 21 days of prayer. And so just want to invite you to be a part of that, and uh, like I said, this has been an incredible time. So uh, today uh, we are so honored to have, for the very first time with us at our church, uh, Pastor Israel Pakhtar that's with us all the way from the nation of Israel, and uh, his wife is here, and their son is here as well with us, and just so honored. We actually got connected with Pastor Israel over five years ago through uh, Church of the Highlands, and Pastor Chris, and many of you know uh, Highlands is uh, part of our covering uh, as the church plan, and, and has helped us in so many different ways, and so we are so thankful uh, that we got connected, and so, uh, and then I found out Greg, Greg who uh, helps Pastor Israel, uh, who uh, actually attends over there at First Assembly, lives right here in Fort Wayne and happens to assist uh, Pastor Israel, and then we just hooked up, and so it's been great, and so he has been in uh, America for the last now six weeks, and he's been a busy man, let me just tell you, and so um, he's just been traveling, ministering at different churches, he and his family, and just having that kind of opportunity uh, to do that, and he gets to go home soon, later this week, and so I'm sure they're ready to be home, and so, but we are so honored that they're with us here today, and uh, I just want you to know, first service was great, and he delivered so such a rich word. You're going to hear some things from Pastor Israel today, not only what they're doing, and I don't know if you know that Israel, the nation of Israel is the most unreached, unchurched uh, nation, one of the most unreached nations in the world. And so not a lot of people realize that, but God has placed Pastor Israel, his family, his team, he's got an amazing uh, team right in the midst of, uh, I believe, a revival of God's power and God moving there. And we're honored just to play a small part of just giving into that. So a portion of your giving goes into Voice of Judah, and uh, that's their ministry there that's making an incredible difference. Um, so you'll hear a little bit of that from his heart. But the other thing he's going to bring to you today, too, is just a real incredible biblical perspective of, uh, man, guys, we are close. We're in the end times. And they're flat out in the middle, obviously, of what God is doing there in the nation of Israel. A lot of things there, obviously, biblically, and he's going to share some of that. So I would encourage you, lean in today. Listen close to what God is saying through this man of God. And, again, I was really ministered to and just, again, really uh, just encouraged and uh, excited to be a part of the kingdom in this hour like never before. But before he comes up, I want you to check out a little bit what God's doing there in Israel. Check this out. Voice of Judah Israel is a mover and shaker in a land that is being awakened, and we are witnessing revival in the making. 
We are a dynamic Israeli ministry that is making a difference in the land. Touching hearts. Changing lives. Spreading the gospel with power. Planting new congregations. Feeding and clothing the poor. Caring for families and building stronger communities. Discipling a generation of young leaders. Voice of Judah Israel, the revival has begun. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Thanks. You may be seated. Shalom. Can you say that? I know it's Hebrew, but you know it's a biblical Hebrew. Shalom. <laughs> well, which just means peace. You know, when Jesus appeared to his disciples, uh, oftentimes he would say, Shalom lachem, peace to you, peace over your life. Amen. So I'm so blessed to be here with you, and uh, thank you, Pastor. Thank you, leadership team. Uh, it's it's amazing to see what God is doing here. And uh, we are part of what you do as well as you part of what we do in the land of Israel. And uh, you're really helping us uh, and enabling us to reach more people, to build the kingdom of God, and to really be there for Jesus, you know, in our nation. So praise God. And now uh, I'm here at the time of prayer, season of prayer, 21 days of prayer. And that's amazing time because prayer really make a difference. Now, uh, when I speak about Israel and what God is doing in Israel, biblical truth and prophecies, uh, sometimes I get excited and speak quick. And in Israel, we do speak very fast and you know, very quick. And uh, English is not my first language, not even second. Uh, and I do mistakes and, and misspelling things. So if I go too fast and you're losing me, just raise your hand, okay? I will slow down. Yeah, and Greg is always working on my English, you know, like adding details and pronunciation to, to my English. Anyway, it's wonderful to be to, together and witness what God is doing. Now, uh, when we speak about Israel, it's very important because many things we're going to talk about, even today, it's written in the Bible, in the ancient book, with the ancient book, with ancient message, but still works till today, more any new ideas. Amen. That's the Bible. Hallelujah. And it's amazing to read the Bible and see how word of God is coming to pass even today. Even today. We don't speak about history only, the past, the glorious past. But also we're speaking about even more glorious future. And very important present, what God is doing today. In Israel, around Israel, in America, in your nation, in your city in your state and your family. And you know, we are connected in many ways. And America is best ally uh, and friend of Israel. And you know, it's go beyond political stand because you know, uh, there's changes in politics, new presidents, and even the one you love uh, already gone or one you love now will be gone. You know, the polit politics always changes. But God is never changes. Right? 
God has never changed. His kingdom never changes. And they can have different opinions on politics, but there is biblical truth. And that's the most important for every Christian, right? What God is doing. Hallelujah. And I can tell you for sure, we live in Israel when we always have changes of political parties. And we have, you have two parties. And sometimes they fight. You feel like, we feel like too much, guys. But, but in Israel, we have 14 political parties. 14, you know, like, so it's not easy to make coalition and lots, lots of going on. But as a Christian in the land of Israel, we always see what God is doing. How he uses this or that. And no one is perfect, but God is building his kingdom. Praise the Lord. And that's most important for us to read the Bible, to see promises, to see prophetic promises, to see what he promises that's going to happen and to understand where we're at how it's connected to our life and how we can be in the hands of our Lord and serve the Lord. Amen. So praise God, we're blessed to be in Israel, as you're blessed to be in Indiana, as you're blessed to be here in Fort Wayne in this area. We're blessed to be there and see the kingdom coming down. And uh, our church is 14 years old, but when uh, I started to preach the gospel in Israel, Israel was different. And now we see lots of good changes, kingdom changes. We see new opportunities and open doors. And I have to tell you, before we're going to go deeper to prophetic and scriptures, I have to tell you, uh, you know, there's many prophecies about the restoration of Israel that happened in 1948, starts in 1948 when Israel became a state. It's written in the Bible. But, you know, all the people that moved into Israel and started to rebuild the country, they're not followers of Jesus. They're not Christians. Like, remember, Israel needs prayer, and part of it because it's not a Christian nation. It's going to be one day. It's going to be because it's written in the Bible again. Yeah, They will serve God. They will serve Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. With all the other nations who will join us, but it's not a Christian nation. So it's amazing to think, you know, God said actually that he will bring them from the nations, he will bring them from the nations, but they won't be followers of Jesus. They won't be believers. They will be just a nation. And it says he will bring them back first, and then he will pull his spirit on them, and they will know Jesus. So when you pray for Israel, remember, people of Israel, even though they're God's people, I mean, chosen by God people, and God is working through Israel and in Israel, but they're not followers of Jesus yet. But there is more and more. More and more people uh, like me, like my wife, like my team, like our church and our churches that coming to know Jesus. Hallelujah. And follow Jesus and serve Jesus and preaching the gospel to the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. And that's amazing. And so uh, we are, first of all, we are the church and I'm a pastor. And then we have a mission and mission work and evangelism going on. And uh, thank you for being part of it. Thank you for your support, Pastor. It's been quite a few years, and you really uh, help us to reach more, reach lost, and build a kingdom to start new churches and new projects. And it's amazing to see what God is doing, even through a small group of people. Hallelujah. But let's read the Bible, Isaiah 62. It says here, go through, go through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Take out the stones. Lift up a banner for the peoples. Indeed, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the world, 
say to the daughter of Zion, surely your salvation is coming. Praise the Lord. That's what we do. God has placed us in the land of Israel to preach the gospel there and prepare the way for people. Prepare the way for people. You know, before Jesus came to this earth, God had sent John the Baptist. And he prepared, he was preparing people of Israel for Messiah, for Jesus, for, you know, Christ, for Messiah. And uh, he was going out to the desert and he would scream and shout. He was voice of the Lord for his, for his generation to prepare hearts of people. Hallelujah. And you know, that's what we do. Our, call, our name as, as a ministry is Voice of Judah Israel. We are voice of the Lord for our nation. And it's powerful to see how God can use the voice to prepare hearts of people. But you know what? You carry same anointing. You are the voice of God for your community, for your city, and eventually for your nation and for the nations. And for the nations. When you grow as a community, God will lead you, and it always happens to the to missions and all to the mission fields, and you're already involved with us. You know, it's amazing, but your pastor never been there, but you're already praying, you're giving, you're enabling us, and one day your pastor will come. That's what Greg said, everyone. <laughs> send your pastor, send your pastor. Yes, we're going to do that, but you are his voice. Amen? You are his voice. Hallelujah. And God's going to use your voice more and more. First of all, when you pray, when you pray, and prayer is very important when you pray. Now, we're going to speak about Israel. We have, uh, you know, 26 minutes and, 20 and 45, 44, 43 uh, seconds more. It's a short visit, uh, but we are connected. That's what's important. We are connected, and we're going to keep our connection. And Greg is here, uh, and he's a local uh, pastor, local leader uh, here in this area. So if you're going to have uh, more questions than answers, please speak to Greg. Greg, could you stand up, please? He will stay here. Just stand up and wave. And Yeah, yeah so we can come after the meeting uh, to Greg and talk to him, ask him questions, get connected. Uh, and he will help you. He will do his best. He will check and give you answers and prophetic and whatever your questions are. But uh, once again, we are connected. So God is moving and we see transformation. And when we speak about prayer, oftentimes we focus on our own life and our own challenges. And there is problems and challenges for everyone, right? Do you have a problems here? Do you have any challenges in your life? Any Okay, I see not many hands. Any problem, I need to change my question, right? People who, does have, who don't have any problems, any challenges, and it's all good. Can you raise your hand, please? Okay, I got it. Okay, we all have challenges. And, and it's amazing, you know. Sometimes I, I look at, at my life, I see I can have wonderful seasons in certain levels of my life, right? Wonderful breakthrough. And God answered my prayers. At the same time, I have other, other challenges. I have great stuff in the church. I have challenges my, with my kids. I have a great time with my kids. I have challenges in the church, you know. And it's on and on and on and on. But God is good. And He's helping us in our challenges. He is leading us through our challenges. And prayer is the center of our spiritual life. Because through the prayer, things change. Changes. God changes things. Through your prayer. Not only through the church prayer, but also through your own prayer. When you pray. Hallelujah. When you pray, when you 
speak with God, when you ask God, when you humble yourself and talking to God, things changes. Things happening. Hallelujah. So it's wonderful to pray. And it's amazing to pray. But also when you pray, things not only change for you, God is using your prayer. Can you imagine? You ask for others, and again, things will happen. You pray for relatives, for people around you, things will happen. And you know, when you come to the point in your prayer life, and you ask God, lead me, who, Lord, do you want me to pray for? You will see miracles. Suddenly, you will see Holy Spirit will speak to you. You will remember certain people. You will remember certain situations. You, maybe you will see dreams about people you haven't even thought, didn't thought about. And you will pray. And it's in prayer is powerful tool of the church. It's the power of the church. You know, church runs on prayer. I heard that American runs, America runs on Donald's. <laughs> I saw on my TV, but I don't agree. I disagree, right? America runs on prayers. Church runs on prayers. Kingdom growing because of prayers. And you know what? Sometimes we feel like God needs my prayers. And I can tell you, no, not God needs our prayers. We need prayer. We need to pray. We need to talk to God. We need to talk. But God uses our prayers. God uses your prayers to touch people around you. God uses it all. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's go back to the scriptures and let's open book of Acts chapter 3 and we come into our today's message. Acts chapter 3 and we will read from verse 19. It says, now, uh, before I'm going to read, I want to tell you. Peter standing in Jerusalem and preaching the gospel. It, it's the second time when we go out and publicly, publicly speaking, uh, preaching the gospel in Jerusalem to Jewish people. Church just was born, okay? Jesus was preached. He, di he preached the gospel. He prepared his people. Uh, he died on the cross. He rose from the dead and pulled out the Holy Spirit. And just a beginning. In this moment, New Testament is not written yet. New covenant was made, right? Jesus, through his death and resurrection, make, made a new covenant with us. But a, a book of New Testament wasn't written yet. Okay, it's going to be written soon, but not yet. And Peter speaking in Jerusalem to Jewish people, the people of the Bible, they had all the New Testament books, all the New Testament prophecies. And you know, uh, it's not like today. I have my phone here and I have many, many different translations in many languages. Okay? So, praise God for blessed the technology. You can open up and read your Bible anytime, whatever you like, and check translations, change languages. I have here, you know, like Hebrew and, and many other languages, but it was different for them. All they had is Torah scrolls. You know, to have just Old Testament, they needed three big Torah scrolls. They're, if you put them on, they're like that big. I have uh, Torah scrolls in my office. They're heavy. You need two persons to carry it. And, you know, to switch pages, you're really ro unrolling and rolling back again. And change books, it's not easy. You really need to work hard. To move from Genesis to Deuteronomy takes a long time. Meters and meters and meters. I know you have different metrics, but, you know, you're rolling and unrolling, rolling and unrolling. When we have bar mitzvah and we need to open, change books, literally, I'm going on my stage. I put in rolls here and I'm rolling, checking. There is no numbers. 
Okay, no numbers. So you need to guess by text, where is it? And it's hard work, okay? So they didn't have little Bibles and iPhones and cell phones and such. But what they did, they memorized scriptures. They memorized. Otherwise, you need to go to your synagogue and work hard to find just one verse, you know? So they memorized scriptures. And they've been singing them in the synagogues. They've been singing them. And, you know, when you sing verses, it helps you to remember them better. That's what songs do. They have messages, you know, they have scriptures in the songs, and it's wonderful because every time you proclaim word of God, there is power. Amen? Now, Peter standing on Jerusalem and preaching to his people and telling them, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. So he said, when we repent, and it's not only when you first time come to Jesus, that's the beginning, but also when we repent in our life, when we speak with God about what happened in our heart, in our heart condition, in our situations. And, you know, you know uh, sometimes people think of repent when they do some really bad stuff. Even little things. When you repent, you're releasing power over your life. And you're telling them, repent and you will see times of refraction may come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, there is presence of the Lord. There is refreshing. There is power. There is change for us. Change in our hearts. God is moving and touches us. And sometimes it's visible. You just, you know, cry or you jump in joy. You know, there's different expressions. But sometimes it's just working in us. But when you're going out, you recognize, wow, I've been to the church today. I feel refreshed. I feel encouraged. That makes such a difference. Praise God, I've been to the church and I didn't stay home because I have plenty of things to do. But I've been to the church. Remember when disciples of Jesus, after his resurrection, they've been walking out, like walking down uh, from Jerusalem, down to Latrun actually. Uh, we've been there with Greg just recently. They went down and they talked to Jesus, resurrected Jesus. They talked to him. They didn't understood right there that it was greatest conference ever. Jesus himself talked to them. No, it was very normal thing. Okay, like a normal meeting, pastor come and preach. Normal things, nothing special. But later, when he disappeared and they recognized it was Jesus, they said like, oh, now we understand. Our heart is boiling and burning. Hallelujah. That's what God is doing. Many times you come, you're just in the church. Okay, another meeting. We're reading the word. We pray. We worship. Hallelujah. That's the routine. But it's a kingdom routine. Amen. That's the time when the Holy Spirit is really working in you and preparing you for next week, for next challenge, for next day. Hallelujah. So keep walking, keep going. There is power in consistency, right? Sorry for my English. I see Greg smile. Okay, something growing. <laughs> okay, hallelujah. So uh, let's read verse 20. And then he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. Hallelujah. So we give them a very interesting message. He said, Jesus was here. He died and he rose from the dead. Now he is in heaven and he will remain there. He will be in heaven until a certain time. Now, where is Jesus now? Is in heaven. What about hearts? Our hearts? We know Jesus is with us and in us, right? But theologically, actually, Holy Spirit is in us. 
but Jesus is in heaven, right? But true Holy Spirit, we're connected and all like, and it's like, it's like the same, but Jesus is in heaven. He's sitting there. But he is going to come. He's going to come down to this earth. He's going to change everything we know, and he's going to rule this earth. Hallelujah. We're going to see all the apocalypses, all the end days <coughs> prophecies. We're going to see them coming to pass. We're going to see it. It's not only stories of old people. It's not only stories of old preachers on TV, you know. That's the real stuff. That's the kingdom stuff. Hallelujah. He's going to be back. He's going to come back. But until he comes back, he's going to do a little bit more things on this earth and in our lives. Amen. It's not only general stuff. It's always connected to our personal life and our families. Amen. Because we're living in such a generation that are going to probably witness his return. Hallelujah. So I'm going to jump up for back and forth. But what does it talking about? It's telling, telling us to hear just remain in heaven until certain, certain things have to happen. And until is a key word, right? He's waiting to come. He's ready to come, but he needs to do a little bit more stuff. Now, he's telling here, until, until the times of restoration of all things. Okay, so we see restoration here, right? He's going to restore, and he's already restoring. Uh, and I can tell you, he's going to restore, and he's restoring Israel. And he's restoring his church. He's restoring his people. He's restoring in the church power of God. Presence of God. He's restoring worship and knowledge of God. Word of God. Hallelujah. Salvation. Revival. He's restoring his church. Hallelujah. And there is no any single church or single denomination that carry revival and carry all this stuff. All of us. All the churches. We need each other. Hallelujah. And of course we need to focus on what God is doing in our community and our church first of all. But it takes all of us. Millions of people working together for his kingdom in different gifts, different dynamics, different styles. Different styles. <laughs> Amen. But God going to use it all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So he restoring church, restoring Israel, as, as I say, and it says here, which God, restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the war began. So he referring to prophets, to Bible, and like I said, New Testament is not written yet, so he's referring to Old Testament prophecies. When you read Old Testament prophecies, what are you speaking about? 90% of Old Testament prophecies, they are about Israel. 10% about the nations, and message to the church is hidden in these prophecies. Their church is part of these prophecies. It just wasn't revealed, and even even apostles had a hard time to understand in the beginning. Then they got it and they went to the nations to preach the gospel. It was difficult to understand in the beginning. So 90% about Israel. If you summarize, summarize, you do summary of all these prophecies, what are you going to see? First message was of the prophets, because of your, speaking to people of Israel, because of your unfaithfulness, you broke the covenants, you didn't serve God, you didn't do what you're supposed to do, you're going to lose your land. Okay? You're going to lose your land. It happened 2,000 years ago. Israel, people of Israel, nation of Israel, they lost their land and went to exile for 2,000 years. It's incredible, that, but there is no nation in the earth, on the earth, 
that been out of their country, out of their nation for 2,000 years and remained to be nation and came back. It's interesting, right? So God is doing something. But God said to us, he also said to us, but I will visit you in the nations. I will visit you in all the nations of the earth. I will visit you and I will protect you. I will keep remnant of your of you, of yours. Remnant of yours. And at the end of the days, I will bring you back to Israel. Okay? And of course, part of it is Messiah. There is many prophecies about Jesus who must come and he came in that time. Okay? So exile, then restoration. And restoration took place in 1948, 71 years ago. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When it happened, many biblical prophecies came to pass in one day. In one day. Hallelujah. But it wasn't end. It was just some prophecies. And we keep seeing more and more prophetic promises coming to pass as we speak. And, you know, I have no time to tell you all the details, but there is so many wonderful examples. God is moving and doing. It happened with the land and with people, geography, topography, climate change, all kind of, uh, for good. I know we're speaking about climate change for bad. In Israel, it's a different story, okay? The desert become blossom. There are so many physical miracles. And, and on and on, the, the, you know, the vineyards, and the, right in the desert, beautiful stuff going on. Hallelujah. God is moving. Why it's happening? Why it's important? Because it's written in the Bible. It's written in your Bible. God is faithful and keeping his promises. Do you have challenges in your life? Remember, God is faithful. Do you feel like you're praying for a while and nothing happened yet? Look at Israel. It's a great example and encouragement for us. Look at Israel. Some prophecies came to pass after 2,600 years. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Now, for your life, of course, you don't have thousands of years to wait. <laughs> but what I'm saying, God is faithful to all the promises. Hallelujah. Just keep waiting. In the right time, in the right time, he will do it. He will do it. He will do it. He will help you. He will heal you. He will save your relatives. He will bring back your kids. Changes will come because we serve King of Kings, amazing God. Amen? Hallelujah. So restoration is taking place. Now, another verse that makes, makes it very significant and very clear and giving us great message, especially for your church now when you're in season of prayer, it's important to pray for Israel. As God restored a nation of Israel, as God working in Israel, he wants nations to pray for Israel. Because Israel was the first nation who received the gospel, received the word from, of God, served the Lord, fought the wars, received the gospel, and went with the gospel to the nations, to bless the nations. Hallelujah. And now it's your turn to give it back. It's your time to give it back. Hallelujah. It's your time to pray for Israel. Israelis, they were praying for nations. They were praying for Gentiles. They've, they've been praying in a way, even for America, even before America was born. Hallelujah. And they carry the gospel and pass it on as a torch to Gentiles, to other nations. And now, in the day of, in the end of times, your, it's your call and your time also to build the kingdom of God, to do what you're supposed to do, 
and remember people of Israel and remember nation of Israel because king of glory, king of kings, Jesus, he will come back to rule from Jerusalem. He will come back from, for all of us. He wouldn't come just for Jerusalem, but to rule from Jerusalem. And Zechariah says, and we as the nations, we will go to Jerusalem, to Israel. Hallelujah. Probably it will be free tickets, right? Because it says whole nations will come. You know, and money won't be a problem. And time won't be a problem. And health won't be a problem. All nations will come to worship King of Kings in Jerusalem. Zechariah 12, Zechariah 14. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to see more and more glory of God. Hallelujah. But now, let's read together. It says, Psalm 122. 122 says from verse 6 to 9, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. Now I want to stop here, pause here. You know, this uh, 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 scripture is amazing because it's an invitation and guiding lines for prayer, how to pray for Jerusalem, but also God is telling us here, when you pray for Jerusalem, when you pray for what God is doing in Israel, you're releasing blessing over your life. You're releasing blessing. And we are connected in the spirit. Do you like it or not? Do you feel like or not? We are connected in the spirit because we're speaking about kingdom of God. You know, in physical, we have distance, language barrier. And praise God, I learned English uh, when I was younger and now we can communicate. We have cultural ba barriers, different, different circumstances, but we're all connected. We are one family of God. Hallelujah. But also, God is teaching us here about this connection. Because when you pray for Israel, because it's right. And it's, by the Bible, it's firstborn son. When you do that, you're releasing blessing over your life. Hallelujah. So, if you're not sure if you do want to pray for Israel, for Israel's sake, do it for your sake. Okay? <laughs> because you're releasing blessing for you. You will be blessed. And you know, there's many mysteries, like a praise, like a mystery. There are some mysteries in the Bible. And one of them, give and you shall receive, right? And if you ask any mathematician, four minus two is not six, right? And not eight, it's two. It, when you give, you're actually losing something. But Bible teaches us, no. If you understand kingdom principles, when you give, you receive, right? When you give, you receive. You give, you have less physically, but spiritually. Things will change for you. And blessing of God will change for you. Hallelujah. You know, when I speak with people about, like, new believers, when they come to the church and speak about tithes, you know, like, it's important to tithe. We always speak about this principle. You know what? 90% with God's blessing is more than 100 without. Literally. And you know, how can you lose 10% you know, of your salary very quick for different things around you? But we're speaking about God's kingdom, God's dimension, God's principles, and it just work. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it says here, may those who love you be secure. So when you do that, you will release on, over your life security. God's protection. God will protect you and your life and your family. Hallelujah. Verse 7. May there be peace within your walls and security with your citadels. And now, for the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. Hallelujah. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. 
You see, right there, there is connection. You see, for the sake of my family, for the sake of my relatives, for the sake of my kids, for the sake of my wife, my husband, for the sake of my friends, and even for the sake of the house of the Lord, for the local church, for your ministry, your call, I will pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So God put Jerusalem, Israel, the subject of Israel, in the center of our prayer lives. And I want us to pray. When you pray for nations, when you pray for your nation, remember God's nation. Remember nation when everything began and going to end. Okay? That's a connection. It's a wonderful connection. And we do that. When you do that, you will see many th things will happen. Your prayer life will change. Be ready. Sometimes you will wake up in the night and you will knew, you will know in your heart you need to pray. You need to pray for some people. You need to pray for some brothers or some situations or some relatives and you will pray. You will see changes in your spiritual life. If you check all kind of prayer movements and prophetic movements, they all pray for Israel as well. Not only for Israel, of course, but for Israel as well. Because <coughs> there is kingdom connection. Amen. So, add to your prayers. Prayer for Israel. And you will see good changes. You will see blessing from God. You will see spiritual dimension. You will see visions. And you will feel, you will experience visitations. There is a power. Hallelujah. So, let's stand up today and pray. Pastor will end our, our message with prayer over us, for us, for Israel. He will lead you to pray for Israel. But now, I want to pray for you and with you. Let's stand up together. Let's stand up now. Hallelujah. We've been speaking about the Word of God and what He is doing. And He's doing amazing stuff. You know, around Israel, we see so many changes. So many tribulations and wars. And nations are, are running away. And other rise of different you know groups of people and war and bloodshed but all of it it's a preparation it's a preparation for kingdom to come for gospel to be preached hallelujah and there's so many muslims coming to the lord and we see more and more israelis coming to the lord that's the last days the bible is real and we see real stuff hallelujah and now it's our time to be encouraged in the presence of the lord to receive fresh anointing of god fresh power. Hallelujah. He wants to refresh your walk with Him. So let's pray for our pouring of the Holy Spirit. And let's, let's just take a minute and invite the Holy Spirit to come and change our lives. If you need to talk to God, that's your time. If you need to change something in your life, that's your time. If you want to come closer to the Lord, that's your time. Let's pray and we will see changes because Holy Spirit is real. God is real. And he will be even more real for you. Amen. Let's pray. Let's close our eyes and just pray. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that your presence is here. Your face is shining over our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that in your presence, you give us refreshment. You're refreshing us. You're refreshing our walk. And we pray, Lord, touch our hearts. 
take away all the stubbornness lord <coughs> and all the all the resistance jesus and let us just receive from you Je let us just receive lord put your fire in our hearts lord and strong desire jesus to serve you and to love you more hallelujah holy spirit come and touch us just touch us lord just uh, touch us we know when you touch us lord we will be changed it will be different joy will come back hallelujah joy will come back lord hallelujah the voice of the lord will be fresh again for us lord in the name of jesus speak to us holy spirit change us holy spirit lead us holy spirit reveal us holy spirit hallelujah thank you jesus thank you for your precious presence hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord lord we pray also for sick if you have any sickness in your body, raise your hand. We're going to pray for you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, heal everyone who needs healing this morning, Lord. Just touch their body and heal. We pray in the name of Jesus for all the sickness and all the pain. Go away in the name of Jesus. We're releasing God's healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. We receive it, Lord. We receive it, Lord. Hallelujah. Now I want to release a prayer. It's a very powerful biblical prayer. It's one of the prayers that God himself gave it to us. And he gave it actually to Aaron in the desert. And he said, pray this prayer. Teach Aaron uh, to, to uh, teach. Uh, he spoke to Moses. Teach this prayer, Aaron, and let him pray over people of Israel. And when he will pray, they will be blessed. Now, through Jesus Christ, same prayer work for us. Amen. In the name of Jesus, this prayer work for us. So I'm going to pray this prayer. It's a very powerful prayer. God will bless you, keep you. It's His protection, His hand over your life. Uh, he'll, his face will shine over your life. And he, will, he will give you shalom as part of the prayer. I don't remember to quote it in English, but I will pray it in Hebrew, okay, in original language, like it was given. So just close your eyes and receive uh, Hebrew ancient biblical blessing given by God Himself. Okay? And you will see. Things will happen. You will see. It's real. Amen. Ivarechecha Adonai ve'ishmerecha. Ya'er Adonai panav elecha ve'ikonecha. Ya'er Adonai panav elecha ve'yasem lecha shalom. Beshem Yeshua HaMashiach. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Come on, let's give it up for Pastor Israel. Man. Hey, I want to just I want to just stay right here just for a second and if, just close your eyes right where you're at. If you don't know Christ, I want to give you an opportunity right here to know him. Man, what a powerful message and a reminder of the hope that we have in Christ. And I want to give you an opportunity right here. If you don't know Jesus and you want to make him the Lord of your life, on the count of three, I just want you to lift your hand and say, man, that's me. I need a relationship with him. Maybe you've, you've walked away from God, but you realize today you need to recommit your life. Come on, I want to, we want to pray together in just a moment. But if that's you, come on, just with boldness, forget about who's around you. Come on, lift your hand real high today on the count of three. One, two, three, real high. Say, Pastor, yeah, that's me, that's me. Yeah, hands going up. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Awesome.
awesome. You can put your hands down, praise God. And I just want to lead you in this simple prayer. Just say this, and the Bible says, if we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, then we shall be saved. So just declare this, say, Jesus, I welcome you into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of my past. I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me, and thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, one more big hand, amen.